welcome back all of you weary animatronic fans to the fifth annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies in October we lovingly call the Halloween Screamathon. I'm your host Otis and tonight I am joined with my beautiful wife Katie. Hi. And we are reviewing the 2023 American supernatural horror film Five Nights at Freddy's. Can you survive? Hit that music. <laughs> everyone this is episode 31 this whoop, is whoop. this is a halloween episode we're finally whoop, whoop. done it's of, halloween y'all yeah of the fifth annual halloween screamathon so we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do at the end we had to change a couple of plans the last episode was going to be talk to me but we're gonna save that and sit down and just do it on a normal day and it'll be great so we're trying to figure out what else we wanted to do. There were tons of movies that we've looked at, haven't done yet, and all these things. But a movie that came out on the 27th of October was one Five Nights at Freddy's. Now, for the uninitiated, Five Nights at Freddy's is about a person that accepts a job to stay overnight at a family entertainment center where animatronic mascots come alive and try to murder. I thought you guys already did that in those Willy's Wonderland. I know. But no, this is the real, legit version. This is the original <laughs> story based off of the original video game, which is where Willy's Wonderland started. Willy's yeah. Wonderland was supposed to be a Five Nights at Freddy's movie, and due to a bunch of complications during pre-production and things like that they had to get rid of that idea move away from five nights at freddy's and create their own story so they ended up with willie's wonderland yes and then eventually blumhouse was like yeah we're gonna make five nights at freddy's because everybody fucking loves those video games and we think we could do a really solid horror movie with it and then they did so like i said for the uninitiated Five Nights at Freddy's, it's a point-and-click survival horror game uh, developed and published by Scott Cawthon. And he has done these games, probably not all by himself at this point, because there's at least ten of them, I think, at this point. But they are all about um, just the exploits of characters dealing with these animatronic monsters at this point, trying to murder them. And not murder like they'll just stab you and walk away. No, they think that you got out of your suit and you're like them. So they try to stuff you back into a robotic suit. But their robotic suits are full of pokey bits. And when they put the thing on you, you'll bleed out and die. So it's... And it's funny. When these games came out, they didn't explain a lot of why things were happening. Now, there were people on a phone call, like the 
previous employer would tell you, hey, um, you know, the robots, they just walk around at night, but I wouldn't let them get into the room with you because they'll they'll try to do bad stuff to you. Okay, bye. And that was it. And you're like, what the f- why the fuck do they do bad stuff? And then later you see things like the bite of 87. It seems like one of the animatronics bit somebody and they got really messed up. Maybe there's a game about that person later. And uh, for some reason, there are images of someone dressing up in one of the suits and doing bad things in the background of the games. And actually, Five Nights at Freddy's 2, there's a character, he's called Purple Guy. And Purple Guy was putting on the suits and doing bad things to children. And this was all just little cutscenes in between the nights in these games. This world that Scott has created is very much a show don't tell kind of situation it's the best way to give out media this day and age because everyone has the internet and there are tons of channels that will just pick apart what you do so if katie comes up with a cool idea it would be so disruptive to her success if she explained everything fully if she comes out with an idea and leaves some things just open-ended it's the best thing because there will be videos with red arrows pointing toward, oh, well, Katie had this shirt on in this one scene and then the shirt changed color when she went to this other room. So I think she's a ghost, you know, and maybe it's just that, oh, we didn't keep track of the scenes. It's just another day we did that one scene. But people say things and then the writer's like, damn, that's actually pretty good. Maybe Katie should be a ghost, you know, it's it's the best thing you could do. Now, these games got really big because of Let's Plays. Now, people on YouTube and Twitch and things, they like to play games and then they keep the streams going and just show people like, hey, I'm playing this game and you're here with me. Let's get through this game together. Like Markiplier, uh, PewDiePie, I think he played this game a little bit, but everybody played this game because it was full of jump scares and it was simple. It was easy to work through. It was one of the first jump scare games that... Any of the kids that I watch ever talked about watching. Yeah. Like, a couple of the kids I watch love Five Nights at Freddy's, and they have loved Five Nights at Freddy's for a really long time. And it's the very first game that they really remember talking about, or that they really remember watching anybody play on YouTube that wasn't, like, a basic Roblox or Minecraft situation. So, Five Nights at Freddy's is, like, the original jump scare, like, freaking everybody out. Yeah, it's in at this point, it's uh, <laughs> it's gotten really, really big at this point. Because like I said, there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. I will say and then a couple of them aren't really part of it. But there's at least 14 games in the timeline of Five Nights at Freddy's. And Scott was really busy. The first four games came out in two years. Now, these games aren't super, like, a lot of stuff to them. It's to the point where a couple people could just figure it out by themselves, really. So, it's it's fun. It's a very fun world. I remember when they these games came out, and I watched. I watched it because I was like, man, what is so everybody going crazy about? And it made me jump a couple times. I was like, man, I should play this. And then... Just a couple months later, it's like, oh, Five Nights at Freddy's 2. I'm like, oh, shit, he made another one so fast. And he kept going, and he's like, oh, here's part three. 
And I think that added to the success of these the series. If he waited like a whole year in between, people like, oh, it was fine, but I got bored. It just he kept making these games for people, and people like, fuck yeah, the next one's out. Turn up. So it just was perfect. It it was absolutely perfect. So Katie, what did you think about the Five Nights at Freddy's movie? I loved this movie. I know that it's. Rotten Tomato score is kind of a mess right now. I've been keeping up with it this week be- or this weekend because this is like I've been looking forward to this movie for a long time. Like I said, a couple of the kids I watch love this like whole concept, love the video game, love watching movies about it. They have plushies that are of the characters of Five Nights at Freddy's. Like it's a big deal to them. So we have, me and the kids have been hyping up this movie for a long time. As soon as they started putting up posters and things, it was like, yes, we're going to go see that in the theaters. It's going to be great. It's going to be, we can't wait. Right. And that hype was met. I think this movie did fucking great at doing all the things that the, the video game promised. Essentially it's only rated PG 13 and you can, it's very clear that it's only rated PG-13. They definitely could have added more jump scares because the game is like based off of jump scares and or like made to scare you, yeah. like to be jump scary. But I get why there aren't so many because it is PG-13 and it's already creepy. Um, so I really, really liked it. What about you? This was good. Uh, a lot better than I thought it would be. Because usually adaptations of video games, uh, they don't meet up to what the game has made. Now, the last couple of years, we have seen what you can do when you actually try hard enough. Uh, Detective Pikachu was a really cool look into the live-action world of Pokemon. And I was like, number I one. want so first, much more The first that. video game that made it great. And then Sonic. It took bullying, but Sonic started looking good. And then they made two great movies, and they're working on the third one right now. And a show, a live-action show with Knuckles. So Idris Elba is going to be voicing just Knuckles for a show. Him just hell yeah gets no jokes. Everything goes over his head, you know? Hell yeah. And I just think it's fun. Don't forget Super Mario Bros. Oh, yeah. That was... The highest-grossing fucking... That couldn't fucking fail if it tried. But it was good. It Like, it like I knew it was going to make money because Mario Brothers. Everybody knows Mario Brothers. Mm. I mean, yes and no. That 1990s version with Bob Haskins and John Leguizamo was not good. Yeah, but even at that point, there were only like two or three Mario games. Yeah. It was still oh, big, yeah. Now there's but like it wasn't. 50. There's like yeah. 50 Mario games. That's yeah. a good point. <laughs> but no, it's, like I said, it was refreshing to see a video game movie actually be pretty good. Now, it was PG-13, and I'm fine with PG-13 scary movies because... Those are some of the best, like I always say, the gateway scary movies. Those are the ones you show people and be like, okay, see, you like that. That wasn't that bad. You didn't shit yourself. Now let's try this one, you know? Now, I think they could add a little bit more and still stay PG-13. But like I said, it was pretty solid for what it did. I just enjoyed this world. They did change up a few things. Some of the animatronics, their motivations were a little different. But I'm fine with that, because they're working on a trilogy. Now, the creator, Scott, said if this first movie does good, um, he's they got plans for three of them. And Matthew Lillard, he is he's in this movie. He plays 
one Steve Raglan, and his other name is William Afton. If you know this world, you know who the fuck that is. But he says that he signed up for three movies. So it just, hopefully, if this movie does good, spoilers, it really fucking did, they will make more. And there's only, you can only go up from here. And it just gets absurd. The, The later games are ridiculous. The... The, the animatronics look worse. And sometimes they look better because it's prequels. But they're just going to get worse and worse looking and do worse and worse things. Like I said, this was fun. Like I said, it, nothing's perfect. No movie's perfect. Evil Dead 2 is not perfect. But for what it was, I absolutely enjoyed it. So this film runs for 109 minutes. Um, it's, it's got a little bit of, a lot of, a little bit of meat on its bones, but it didn't feel like anything dragged, and I watched it twice, and sitting there for the second time, I was fine with all the scenes. It, some of the scenes felt like they weren't long enough, and some things kind of happened off screen. There's one moment where the main character gets attacked, and then later on, he gets found, and it's like, oh, uh... I cleaned up all your wounds, and it's like, you look, you looked really bad, and I'm like, oh, so he got away, but they didn't show it, because, oh, this didn't have time to do that. I, okay, that's fine. It was like two hours, but you well, know. They can't show his wounds, because then it takes away from it being PG-13. Yeah. They can't show too much blood and guts, because then they have to change it to an R rating. Yeah. Kind of the problem with, you know, PG things, but. Which like is said, a problem, but you can, you could not make this movie R because the entire fan base for yeah, the little kids. Five Nights at Freddy's is little kids. Yeah, you, you can't. I get. They were hard stuck to make a PG-13 movie. They had to. Yeah, you want to watch an R-rated one? Go watch either Willy's Wonderland or the Banana Splits movie. Yeah. That's your R-rated Freddy, Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, so, it, like I said, it, it came together and it was pretty fun. So, we'll get through this story you, if you know the world of Five Nights at Freddy's, you'll be like, oh, okay, that's from that game. Oh, that's from that game. Oh, that's weird. Okay, that's different. That's, that's kind of what they have to do with these movies based on the games. You have to kind of bend how the world works in the game. Because games are easy. And games are just open to opinion and different ideas. In a movie, you kind of have to set things, you know. You can still leave stuff kind of floaty. But you got to have some type of basis to it. So, this movie starts uh, probably one of the best ways you could start a movie. I guess a cold open. We meet up with a security guard at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. And he's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. And he's climbing his way through the air vents. And something is bashing through the door. Now, this security guy, I don't know, Kate, if you remember the YouTube guy. He's still around. I said it like he was dead. But Markiplier. Mm -hmm. That was supposed to be him. But he was working on his own movie at the same time, and he couldn't get out. So Markiplier was going to be murdered in this movie in the first five minutes. Now, the waiter, later in the movie, that's Matt Pat, And it's another person that does theories and lore videos about Five Nights at Freddy's. And that's why he was in it. And that's why he said his catchphrase of, that's just a theory. And I was like, hey, look at that asshole right there. So um, I think the taxi driver was another person that plays a lot of... Like, Five Nights at Freddy's. Probably. They they tried their best to get all the people that were like, you helped this get big, so you're going to be in this movie. So, But, yeah, the security guard, he gets his ass snatched up, and he's put into 
a, I don't know, a chair, a dead, deadly chair, and this mask is put onto his face. Now, the mask doesn't just sit on his face. It looks like the inside of a fucking, like, razor for your your face. <laughs> it looks, it's a saw contraption, essentially. Yeah, and it just eats your face away. And uh, you're dead. Yep. <laughs> so uh, that's the beginning of the movie. I was like, hell yeah. Now, the credits. We get a little bit of a quiet story. Now, if you weren't expecting it or you were looking away or scratching your ass, you would have missed this. But we see that some kids at the Fast Bear's Pizza location were hanging out at a birthday party. And then we see a Golden Freddy or Golden Rabbit pop up. And systematically take the kids away, one by one, somewhere else. And then, they're all gone. And the last kid is walking away with the golden rabbit. And then the rabbit looks back at the camera. It's all, uh, like, 8-bit. And the rabbit looks back at the camera and has a very evil and ominous look on its face. And walks away. And the first time I actually looked away, I was, like, grabbing food. And I was like, wait, that was weird. And I went back and watched it. I'm like, oh, shit, that legit explains... The movie, I was like, that's really cool, you know? Now, that animation, that pops up in the second game. And so you're like, what the fuck? Why is that rabbit taking those kids away? Oh, oh, I get where those kids are. You know, it's just, yeah. So we meet up with Mike Schmidt. That is the actual name of the character in the first game. Mm -hmm. Mike Schmidt's the one that has to survive this shit. So I thought that was cool. I was like, hey, it's Mike. So he is a security guard at the mall. And the Mike Schmidt is like motherfucking top flight security. He sees a child get snatched up by an adult, and the kid, for a couple of seconds, doesn't look like he didn't want to get snatched up by this person. Like it was a stranger, stranger fucking danger. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. And Mike is on the job and runs up to this guy and tackles him into the water fountain and then proceeds to womp his face in. Unfortunately, that was his child, and he was just a shitty parent that grabbed the kid really hard. Uh, Mike loses his job because he can't just beat people up in the water fountain. And so the career counselor, Steve Raglan, is telling him that, hey man, like, you don't seem to really want to work, or you don't really care. I don't know how to help you, uh, mister. And he looks at his last name, and he actually stops, and he's like, I actually have an opportunity for you. The first time I watched it, I was like, why did he stop on his... Oh, okay. It, everything makes a little more sense when you watch it again and stuff. But there's a reason. He stopped when he saw his last name. And he's like, I got a job for you. Now, you'll have to be a night guard at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. Uh, it was successful, but now it's abandoned. But we just got to make sure that everything is up to date and no one just ransacks the place. So you're just going to watch over everything there. Uh, he doesn't want to take this job because he doesn't want to do nights, you know? He wants to be with his little sister, and he is the uh, guardian of the little sister. And he wants to make sure that he need well, he needs money. And the aunt, Jane, actually wants to get custody of Abby because she just wants the monthly paycheck from the state that you get because when you take care of somebody like that, and Mike loves this little girl, and, you know, you need money, and you need to look secure and safe to keep children like that. So, he needs a job real bad, and so he says yes to Steve, and he becomes 
the security guard at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. The second I saw that, I was like, oh, holy shit, this is going to be awesome. Now, it doesn't go the same way like the video games. And I knew he wasn't going to be in this room with his, like, tablet, looking at the cameras, watching Foxy just scoot down the hallway way too fast, and then close the door real quick, and then, you know, Foxy's at the door like, man, I'll be back. (laughs) Swipe or no swiping. Yeah. Hey, he closed the door in my face. I'll be back in five minutes. (laughs) I knew that wasn't going to happen. So, what they do in the game, or what they do in the movie, it's on the first night, Mike, he falls asleep because it's like, I don't know, what, midnight to 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. is his shift. And when nothing's happening and you're staying up, you go to sleep. I'd be sleepy as fuck, man. I'd be the worst security guard just sleeping. Oh, I'd be great. Nighttime is my jam. Me and Bella be Z'd the fuck up. Our little outfits on, just sleep. People just be walking in, stealing shit. Hmm. <laughs> She'd have a real shitty kitty security outfit. Yep. Your little badge, what, Bella? Uh, SKS, man. Shitty kitty security. No. <laughs> With a little flashlight. What y'all doing? Yep. <laughs> now nah, she would have the gun. I'd have the flashlight. Quit that. <laughs> She'd pop out. Oh, my gosh. Now I want to get her a little cop outfit, like those ones that have your little legs. Oh, yeah. like, like just it's have like a little like a gun in walking. it. Yeah. <laughs> have a little, so it's holding a tiny gun. Just aiming at everybody. <laughs> now I have to find it. Yeah. So the first night, Mike falls asleep, like I said, and he dreams about his brother Garrett being kidnapped. And so now it makes more sense why he beat the shit out of that dude at the fountain and stuff. Uh, he still has a lot of repressed issues and memories about his little brother being snatched up right in front of him. He saw the car driving off with his brother in the back seat. And while he's in the dream, he sees five children that saw his brother get kidnapped and he's like hey did, do you know where he went like who was it that grabbed him and the kids run off and he's like, what the fuck was that and so the second night that dream happens again and when he tries to talk to one of the kids uh, he gets attacked and he wakes up he falls on the ground and he's got wounds on him so it's like these dreams are like physical i guess <laughs> so Mike meets up with a police officer. Her name is Vanessa Shelley. And so she helps heal him up and stuff. And so Vanessa is the person in this movie that is going to do the exposition. Someone usually in a movie when the writing's not A1, you know, prime movie, someone's got to explain stuff. And unfortunately, someone's got to be like, well, Katie and Bella, you know, they caused this murder to happen 20 years ago 20 years ago to this day and blah 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 and that's how it works and so unfortunately it kind of happens but you know what are you gonna do so vanessa tells him that the restaurant was closed in the 1980s after five children were murdered in the the diner and their bodies were never found like oh shit so they're probably, I don't know, buried or something. They couldn't find the bodies. So Jane, crazy Aunt Jane, the asshole woman that wants custody of Abby to get that free paycheck. So she hires a group of assholes to go trash the restaurant so Mike can get fired. And you find out that the babysitter that Mike's been using in this whole movie, Max, she was hired by Jane even before this to look for anything bad in the house so Jane could be like, oh, so 
See, he's doing crack. He's got meth in here. Uh, give me the kid, the custody of the child. And I was like, oh, so she's bad even from the beginning. Fuck you. So as they break in and they go to, you know, jack stuff up and they were like, break stuff real quick. We're going to get out of here. Uh, they, they don't fucking matter because the animatronic mascots wake up and they start defending this place. So I'm like, this is my home. i got to defend it. And so, you know, Freddy Fazbear, Bonnie the bear? Uh, Bonnie's a bunny. Bonnie the bunny, Chica the the the, the chunky duck. chunky little duck, duck yeah, <laughs> and Foxy the fox that's the pirate just hauling ass down hallways, and Mr. Cupcake usually is with Chica. It's kind of their thing. Yeah, Carl Cupcake yeah. Yeah, and so they come alive and they rock these people's shits in. Uh, it's it's absolutely awesome, <laughs> and it just shows. It's scary, man, because these mascots are like what, at least six foot? Yeah, they're big. It's like seven fucking foot. Like it's scary as balls, man. Well, they're like normal heads are probably at six foot, but most of them have ears. So like, uh, Chica is probably only six foot, but um, Freddy's probably six and a half. Oh, uh, no, seven because he has the big top hat. Yeah. And then both uh, Bonnie and Foxy have big long ears, so they're probably around seven foot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, uh, you know, Max, the babysitter, just got murdered. So now Mike's got to take Abby with him to his next shift so she could sleep there. Uh, you know, the things you got to do when you need money. Uh, unfortunately, actually fortunately this time, the animatronics, they come alive and they make friends with Abby because she's like a little kid. She's not breaking shit. She's cool. And they were a little hostile towards Mike. They're like, you know, you're older. We don't like you. But... You know, they seem to be cool. And Abby is having fun with new friends. Now, earlier in the movie, she said she had friends, but they were all invisible. And, you know, they live in Canada. You know, that kind of situation. She didn't have friends. Because um, one person says, uh, what, the aunt the says aunt she's thinks, slow? Well, the aunt thinks she's mentally challenged, mentally disabled in some way. But the therapist or teacher teacher question mark there's no real explanation we don't actually know what this woman's relationship is but she seems like a therapist or a counselor or a teacher or something she explains like no abby's fine she just isn't very she's like kind of antisocial and she likes to draw like that doesn't mean she has a mental problem and it's very common for kids abby's age to have you know in like imaginary friends and things yeah Though Abby is slightly older than most kids that I know that have imaginary friends. Yeah. But it's still fine. Like, whatever. Whenever no, your whenever your imaginary friends go away, it's fine. Or they don't. Or bum, they don't. Bum, you bum. have them forever. And there's a horror movie like that. We'll watch it one day. <laughs> Actually, it has Josh, Josh Hutcherson in it. And he's like, his imaginary friend comes back and is like fucking with him. Trying to like kill people or actually trying to take his life. It's a pretty good one, so we'll do that one day. Mike's not real, or John's not real, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, on the fourth night, Abby she gets injured. Uh, you know the the her friends are on the stage and they're rocking out with their animatronic cocks out, and she touches what was it? Bonnie had the guitar. Yeah, touches Bonnie's guitar and sweet Jesus, I it it went the way I thought it would. It ain't a real guitar. It's probably straight hot ass metal. 
being controlled by a big hot ass robot. And she touched that shit, and homegirl flew away and got sparks everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, can't touch it like that. That looks dangerous, you know? And it, it's funny, the animatronics, they're, like, worried and stuff. They're, like, looking over at Abby, and they're like, oh, damn, man, she's down. So we find out from Vanessa that the animatronics, they're, like, possessed by the ghosts of the murdered children. There's five animatronics that move around. And they, you know, don't take kindly to people in their fucking home. So it's like, oh, okay, okay, this makes sense. So, you know, the bad things happen. And now they're trying to get revenge. Uh, They keep mentioning a yellow rabbit, you know. It just keeps happening. So either in the suit or out of the suit, we see the five little ghosts. And the little boy seems to be the leader of this group. So... So, as Abby is recovering from getting just, you know, the zip zaps, Vanessa tells Mike, like, hey, I know you're trying to figure out who, like, kidnapped your little brother, but you gotta stop, you know, you gotta quit looking into this, and don't bring Abby to the restaurant again. And Mike's like, what the fuck? Why are you talking like this, you know, even though she's a cop, but can't be threatening people. She actually says, if you bring her back, I will shoot you. I'm like, fuck, but, you know... There are robots just walking around in the place. So I get why you shouldn't bring the kids, but you know, uh, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. So Mike actually talks to his crazy aunt Jane and it seems like they are coming up with a plan that she will take custody of Abby because he's not fit to be an adult and take care of her. I get it. It sucks, but I get it. So he goes back to the restaurant during the day and he takes sleeping pills and takes himself a nap because he needs to find out what is happening. So in the dream, the five children, they pop up and they tell Mike that, hey, you want to be with your little brother? We can make that happen, but all we need is Abby. We like Abby. She's cool and she's like our age, kind of. Just let us be with her. And, you know... Mike is like, I don't know about that. That's weird. And this dream ain't really real. It's different. Y'all are changing it. And he says no enough. And he gets jumped by the ghosts in his dream. They're slicing him the fuck up. And then he wakes up and he is in the same machine like the other security guard. So I guess one of the animatronics found his body and put it into the machine he gets free, so earlier the first security guard was trying to get his hand out of one of the latches, and he gets, almost gets it free, and he gets his face, like, sawed off. But Mike, with the help of that guy, gets out, he gets free, hooray! As he's leaving, Foxy catches his ass, and I don't know, takes a bite out of crime, I guess? Got him good somewhere, but good thing Vanessa found him, and treats his injuries, hooray! So, around this time, a damaged yellow Freddy animatronic, so it's like Golden Freddy. I remember in the trailers, people were like, oh my god, Golden Freddy! Ah, That's a a Freddy that pops up later in the games and stuff. So, it's not Golden Freddy, it's just a yellow one. But, the leader of the kids comes to Mike's home and takes Abby. Aunt Jane... Pretty sure that... I'm pretty sure that was Golden Freddy. Yeah. That's supposed to be, uh, it's not, what's his name? It's Golden, um, fuck, there's a name when they're all fucked up. They, oh, They yeah, have yeah, a different yeah. name when, once they start getting fucked up. 
And I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It was oh, okay. Golden with Dismembered Freddy or whatever. Oh, whatever cool. the actual name is. Yeah. I had it. I was looking at it earlier, but I yeah, there's so many is. different forms and stuff. They, it's like at least six different forms for each of them. It's yeah, kind of crazy. So uh, Aunt Jane, silly Aunt Jane, she took a nap on the floor. Her shoes came off. <laughs> if you uh, if you're on Reddit, if your shoes come off, it means you're dead. Uh, <laughs> her shoes were gone. So yeah, uh, the animatronic jumped Jane, booped her on the head, or ate her face off. We don't know, and. Takes Abby on a nice little taxi ride back to Fast Fair's Pizza. Withered is the word that they get later, but that one, it was just Golden Freddy. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, Vanessa tells Mike that, hey, okay. Now, William Afton was the serial killer that caught these kids and hid their bodies... In the animatronics. So it's not just their souls that are in these robots. Their actual bodies are in the suits. Now, that's this is what happens in the games. Um, the store actually closes down, and they had a sister location. But the main location gets closed down because it, there was just a smell in the restaurant, and they couldn't get rid of it. And then the animatronics were starting to smell really bad. And they were oozing from their eyes and mouths. Well, it's because they all had a corpse in their fucking body. Because the bad guy, the purple guy, was hiding the corpses of the kids he killed in the robots. So that's why these robots really, really, really want to get to that guy. And in the cutscenes in the second, I think third game too, you see purple guy is like, man, this is hard work killing little kids. And then... He just sees the animatronics starting to move. He's like, what the fuck? And he's trying to get away because he's like, oh, shit, you know? So they tr- they're they trying their best to get to him. And that's why they are very pissed off. And if anybody is there at night, you're going to get your ass kicked because they think that's, you know, that's the security guy. So they're trying their best to get to you. It's, it's rough. It's a rough story when you think about it. You know, kids just trying to get revenge. And that's really all it is. So they're just little kids, you know? So Vanessa tells Mike, yep, that serial killer, he's a piece of shit. And that's my dad. <laughs> uh, she is the daughter of William Afton. And I was like, oh, shit. Uh, there is a daughter in the games, but she's younger. And I think she dies from one of the animatronics in like a prequel game. But then he like makes the the restaurant with somebody and he kills that guy's daughter it william afton is a piece of shit in the games he's an absolute piece of shit but uh yeah i think his daughter died when she was young and then he it was it's a lot so mike and vanessa they load up on weapons guns won't do anything because they're fucking robots you know what you need tasers so they're gonna light the fuck out of these robots hooray so vanessa tells mike that yeah William Afton knows that you're investigating this whole situation and he's probably going to try to kill Abby because he likes killing little kids. It's fun. So they head off to the restaurant to save Abby. So at the restaurant, we see that uh, some of the animatronics are on stage and like I said, they're rocking out with their robot cocks out again. Uh, They really like doing this. Uh, What was it? Uh, Talking in your sleep? Yeah. 
singers and you keep talking in your sleep. Uh, so Mike pours water onto the stage and tases it, and they're like, gah, 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 and they just fall over to get those watts in that ass. So they're down. Hooray! Doesn't take much to do it. So Chica takes Abby to another room. He's like, man, look at all this stuff on the wall, Abby. Isn't it fun? Hey, look at this new suit. Hey, that looks like, isn't that Springtrap? Yes, yeah, it's from the fourth game. It's a weird, scary one. Yeah, they were trying to make, for the next couple of g- games and movies, they're trying to set them up. So they're probably going to put people in these robots later. And then that's how we'll get more robots in the, the later movies. So Abby starts kicking and punching because you don't want to go in this goddamn robot. It looked horrible. And Mike comes up and tases the shit out of Chica. Chica goes down and then one of the eyes goes all lazy. Like, which I think is how it is in the game. Like the first game, like one of the eyes is like halfway open. So Chica got, had a fucking stroke and went down. So I'm like, hooray. Uh, Mr. Cupcake jumps on Mike's leg and biting it like it's a fucking, I don't know, like a begging strip. <laughs> I didn't have a good metaphor, but his shit was getting fucked up. His shin was probably fucking soft after this movie. Yeah. And so Abby runs off. Oh no. And all the animatronics finally get tased the shit out of but then the yellow rabbit suit pops up and the yellow rabbit suit takes a taser to the chest but it doesn't stop it actually knocks it off and punches mike oh shit it's because it's not a robot it's a people the yellow rabbit takes off the helmet and it's steve or it's william afton so it's the guy from the beginning of the movie that gave mike this job to begin with He's still the fucking serial killer, and he's just waiting for the perfect time to strike and snatch kids up. What a terrible person. <laughs> so, at this point, uh, Mike's getting his ass whooped by this dude in this robot suit. I don't think it gives him super strength, but Mike was flying a little too far. Like, after a punch, he would, like, go at least 20 feet. And I'm like, god damn, that's kind of far. <laughs> uh, may- maybe Mike's only 100 pounds. I don't know. Uh, he looked like he kind of, kind of big, but he's getting his ass whooped out there. So Abby draws a picture of William murdering the children because for some reason, the children don't realize that William's the one that killed them. Well, I guess technically all they saw was the rabbit suit. So as long as he wasn't in the rabbit suit and showed his face, they were fine, but they saw his face and they were cool. But I guess it took just a little bit more evidence. So the second that they see that picture... All the robots are like, ain't that a bitch? And then they start moving toward toward William Afton. And he's like, hey, get back, get back. I, I made you. <laughs> and the robot's like, I don't give a fuck. And so they jump on him. Uh, before this, um, Vanessa, she gets shanked in the stomach. So she doesn't do anything in this movie at this point. And I felt bad. But I didn't because Mike was doing all the work. So it was fine. Um but yeah, Mr. Cupcake bites a part of the suit away. And then the spring lock mechanisms like snap into William's body and like stab him multiple times. And he's like, damn, my stomach hurts. And then the animatronics drag him off into another room. And yeah, then Mike and Abby take Vanessa out of the restaurant. So she's in the hospital because she's in a coma because she took a gigantic knife to the stomach. And then Mike keeps taking care of Abby. Uh, they don't have that annoying aunt to, you know, yeah. take take custody anymore. Question mark, she's dead? <laughs> oh, she's for sure dead. Uh, hooray! Uh, hopefully she had money to give 
in a fucking will. Hooray! So they're not poor anymore. I don't know. But uh, that's the end of the movie. At the end, the credits, you can hear a voice spell out, Come find me. Mm-hmm. And so it's William Afton. Later on, he gets put into another suit. And then later, he died. Well, he's been dead for a hot minute. His soul goes into a microchip. And now he's part of like the video game system. Uh, William Afton does not go away. Partly because the kids won't let his soul be at rest. Because they want more revenge. They want more to smoke. So they never let him 100% go away. Because they get their justice. But they're like, nah, fuck that noise. And they bring more his justice. soul They bring his soul back. More justice. So he is still around. More justice. Yeah, he's still around screwing with people because the kids are like, nah, every night we're, st- we're going to kick your ass. But then he's like, well, I got a couple hours till they wake up. Yeah, hey, hey, little security guy, you want to be in here and I can eat you? I'm like, oh my God. So it does not end. So we will see more of Matthew Lillard in these movies. And he was really cool. It wasn't enough of Matthew Lillard, honestly, but... They had to leave him out because he's the fucking villain, you know? <laughs> so, Katie, who was your favorite character in Five Nights at Freddy's? That would be Mike. Josh Hutchinson did a great job um, at first, like, for the first half hour before he really gets the job or is, like, hanging out at Freddy Fazbear's. You're kind of confused about his character, and you don't feel really one way or the other. He's kind of like a shit father figure to Abby. Um, he's trying his best. And something's not right, right? You you don't know his story yet, but he's, like, taking these pills, and he ha- keeps having this recurring dream and all these different things. But as the story gets told, you like him more and more, and I think Josh Hutchison did a fucking great job. I, I guess I had to go with Mike. Yeah. It just, it, it was weird. There were a lot of not useful people in the movie. And then Mike... I'm going to choose Abby. No, I'm going to go with Mike. Um, <laughs> no, Mike was cool. Um, even from the beginning, he was like, I have to save children. That, that was his thing from the beginning. It wasn't like he learned they need to be a badass and stuff. Now, some of the writing wasn't like the best about this movie and stuff. But I enjoyed his journey to trying to find his little brother's killer. And I thought that was really fun. And he found it. And he found a lot of other ghosts. <laughs> uh, and he's learning how to fight. But, you know, he's fighting robots. So, Katie, who was your least favorite character? My least favorite character was the cop, Vanessa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was trash. Yeah, she was And poop, the man. way that her character shows up and is part of becomes part of the story didn't make any sense. Like, they were just like, you know what? She has to be here, and we're just going to make it so she's there. (laughs) Like, her introduction was like, okay, cop came by to check on the security guard, the new security guard who's there. Okay. And it was a little weird, but that might happen in a small town, you know? Like, somebody checking on this weird place that stuff seems to happen a lot to. Okay, sure. And then the next time she shows up, you're like, hmm... Something ain't right. Like, you know way too much about this place and you're way too invested in what I'm doing in this restaurant as the security guard. Like, as a cop at night, you are way too invested in my security job. Like, what the fuck? And she never lets you know, like, enough. She just keeps sharing these, like, teeny tiny tidbits about, like, weird shit. Or, like, oh, the tablecloths are in this area. And 
Mike is continuously like, how the fuck do you know that? And why do you know that? And like trying to get information out of her. And she never gives it to him. She's always just like, if you let Abby go in that place one more time, I'll fucking shoot you. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You went zero to 100 so fucking quick, lady. Yeah. Like, what is happening? And what is your investment in this place? And, you know, eventually, in the end, when we do learn her connection to it, it pays off, I guess. But then she just, like, gets stabbed and isn't important anymore. And I'm sure she will be important in a sequel, but, like... I don't know. It wasn't enough for me. They didn't give her quite enough story to be like, yeah, this character's important and great. I, okay. No, I'm not going to change. Um, I wrote down purple guy because it's purple guy. Now, it's weird. You would think, Otis, you love villains that are hated. Like, they're like, wow, you're a piece purple of shit. It, William Afton. That's oh. another name he goes by. In Like I said, in the second game, you see this character, he's all purple, and he's putting a suit on, and he snatches the kids yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, but he's not, he's Yellow Rabbit in this. Yeah. Yes. But in the, the beginning of this movie, he was purple, putting on the suit. They they left him purple, and he put it on. Watch the credits again at the beginning. He was, Oh, in the credits. I'm not... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that was him. So, uh, William Afton, he is bad. Uh, he's a bad person. Now... I don't know, and it's probably at this point, because there's a lot of kids that play these games, he didn't do anything else to the kids, he just killed them. I don't think he did any doodling or anything like that, but he's a fucking murderer, you know? It, it's bad, it's, it's bad stuff. And he just stuffed the, the, the kids into the suits, because he's like, I'll never find them. He, he's poop, man, and we're going to get a lot more of this poop, poop character. It's, it's weird, because you would think I would like him, because he's so, like, oh, he's such a heel, but... Nah, I, it's something about just screwing with kids like that, and it felt real. I don't think this is based on a, a, a real real situation, but it could be. And I was like, ooh, this isn't good at all. So, let's do seven word synopsis. My first one, my actually my only one, is the animatronics were really creepy and scary. I was very curious how they were going to make Freddy and Chica and Bonnie... And Foxy, actually, I was worried about Foxy a lot because in the game, Foxy, you just see half second and then just scooting down the street. It was like that in this movie, yeah. too. He was so fucking fast. Yeah, Foxy just runs. That, that's Foxy's thing. But I was very worried that they would look too stupid looking or too real looking. Fun fact, Jim Henson's company did the animatronics for this. That doesn't surprise me at all. So his son is so... Like, this is right up his son's alley. Yeah. So Just enough horror... Like, it's right on the cusp of being truly, like, adult and gory, yeah. which is basically right up where his son is at. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, Bonnie, Freddy, and Chica, there were people in the suits for yeah, some scenes. But Foxy, being that it was just, like, a fucking skeleton, couldn't. There couldn't be a person in it. So, that's... That's why a lot of Foxy scenes were, like, popping around a corner because it couldn't just be, like, a person. You just see his head, yeah. And they, like, refused to do just, like, a CG. Because they could have CG'd all of this and it would have looked stupid. But they were like, no, we can just make a real thing. It'll look way better. Uh, They looked fucking great. It looked really cool. And there were scenes where the, you know, the animatronics were being nice. Like, there's one scene, Bonnie, they were working on the fort. This little, you know... Fort made out of chairs and sheets, 
And Bonnie like falls over and they're like, are you good? And does like a thumbs up. And I was like, that was really cute. They're like, I'm tired. But I was like, they still kill people. <laughs> you know, I, you can't forget that point. They're fucking murderers. Katie. Okay. I have several seven word synopsis. Um, Matthew Lillard is the king of Halloween. Yeah. He's so fucking good. And even the like 10 minutes he was in this movie was excellent. And you could, I knew from the beginning, I didn't know what this story was going to be. I didn't even know who the actors were in this movie, like before picking this movie and watching and starting to watch it. But as soon as Matthew Lillard's name showed up in the fucking credits, I was like, he's probably the killer. And as soon as he showed up as like the um, career counselor, I was like, oh yeah, he's for sure the murderer. Like, <laughs> like you could just tell and he's so fucking good at being that guy. And I love that in the end, when he does end up trying to murder someone, his own daughter, he ends up fucking throwing a big ass scream callback and using a giant butcher knife. Yeah. <laughs> fucking great uh my second one is excellent interpretation of the fnaf video games and my third one is tons of fnaf easter eggs hidden throughout there are so many cool things that we didn't talk about in our synopsis of this movie that you just have to be watching oh and yeah. like looking in the background there's so many little parts like balloon boy the little balloon boy toy yeah. that kept popping up throughout and freaking the shit out of Mike. Like, it was so good and unexpected and just, oh, chef's kiss. It was so good. I wonder if later on they're going to add that uh, in the later games, there's a mask you can put on and it'll save you from the animatronics. They'll rock, walk in and like, oh! You're one of us already. Oh, you already have the mask on. I'll turn up. And they'll just leave. But you can only do it so many times for they're like, wait, wait, why, do you, why is your mask like mine? Give me that mask, I'll kill you, you know? Um, but I'm curious. There's so many things they can and will have to add to the sequel to this. There's going to be so many more fucking robots in this. It's going to be like doubles because I'm betting they haven't brought it up, but there's probably a sister location. And I think it's going to be like, well, we're going to... Tr- it's going to be older and I think it's going to be weathered. A, I think it's going to be a newer one that they're trying, to op- they're trying to open it up, but they found older versions of all of them. And they're like, well, we'll just... Uh, re- repair them yeah we'll repair them and so then we'll get the older weird versions of all of them because there's obviously extra versions of them in the back because you can't just have one robot you gotta have like one robot and then like ten shells to fix so there's yeah. probably some busted shells somewhere that they'll take like oh we'll just fix this and then they'll look even worse and like they have fucking monster teeth and claws and stuff and you know everybody's like I don't like this so it it's only way is up, man. There's so many different things they can do with this world. I'm very excited. So this film, like I said, came out a couple days ago, October 27, 2023. So Katie, what do you think the budget was for Five Nights at Freddy's? I said $25 dues. $20 dues. So yeah. Very close. Uh, you know, probably a ton of money was spent on the... CGI, the costuming, the animatronics. Yeah. And the actors, they didn't really have to do much. The scenes were set. They just, you know. Oh, but Josh Hutcherson is a medium big name. And Matthew Lillard, as far as horror goes, Matthew Lillard is a huge name. Yeah. So. But those people will probably. uh, But those folks, like, I could see, you know, Matthew Lillard being in a movie. Just be like, yeah, man, I'll do this for a sandwich. Like, it looks really cool. Maybe. Yeah. 
So, what do you think the box office is? Okay, now this is kind of cheating because this was, like, the movie of the weekend, and it, like, was the best. It was number one this weekend. So, I heard it on the radio this morning mm-hmm. that it made $130 million just this weekend. Yep. Uh, right now, as of, you know, Halloween night, $132 is. Nice. Uh, it made its money, and it did really good. But, you know, it's it's a franchise that people have been itching for. We've been waiting for this for a long time. People and, have been asking for movies for this for years. And Scott has been waiting on the perfect moment. Uh, if this worked out the way it probably should have, probably 2017 there would have, would have been a movie. Oh, yeah, when it was at its height, for yeah. sure. And it would have came out and probably wouldn't have been as good, you know? Well, no, because Bloomhouse wasn't as big of a name. Yeah. It needed it needed the right horror studio to put on to make this movie. And Bloomhouse has been making its name, you know, known for the last, like, decade or so. And now it has enough clout in the horror world that it can really, like, you could suggest anything or... Bloomhouse could suggest making a movie about anything, and people will be like, "Yeah, sure, go ahead. You can you can do that. You want to do a fucking scary Super Mario Bros? Go ahead. Yeah, I don't I don't care. Yeah, at the this, most lovable character I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, go ahead, make it murderous. You'll do great. It's yeah, fine. At this point, yeah. So it maybe it was for the best that they waited like almost a decade before you know since the games came out. But it, sometimes it's better to wait. But we got two movies. In between that were great. You know, Banana Splits movie was fucking amazing. And I need a sequel to that. And Willy's Wonderland. I would love a sequel of that world. Because the robots, they ain't gone. Well, the fairy was still around. So both movies had at least one animatronic still alive. Scooping up the pieces. They're like, no, we coming back, motherfucker. Oh, in the end of Banana Splits, all, like all of them were yeah. still alive. And that crazy girl that was there. That crazy girl, yeah. like, picked him up. Yeah, yeah so I, I'm excited, man. This world... Is awesome. So please, they could all meet up. Yeah, uh, I guess maybe. <laughs> oh my god, it's just like Freddy Fazbear's crew versus the Banana Splits versus <laughs> Willy's Wonderland. I'd watch it. I'd watch the Honestly, shit out of it. Like a Super Smash Brothers brawl, I'd watch the shit yeah. out of that. <laughs> I mean, I guess the gorilla is probably the best fighter out of the Willy's Wonderland group, but they all went down to like a normal man. He didn't even have powers. He was whomping ass. So. I don't know how strong they really are, because he was beating the shit out of those robots I mean, by himself. So did all of the other ones. These robots, Five Nights at Freddy's ones. ones, they seem to be the toughest. Yeah, because they're ghosts. Yeah. Well, the other ones, they were like a cult that killed themselves. Yeah. Just, I, it's all fucking Nicholas Nicolas weird. Cage was just really good at what he did in yeah. that movie. He was beating the shit out of those robots. Yeah. Uh, so, Minority Kill Count, I think it's a zero. Uh, yeah. Everybody that died, I believe they were white. Um, maybe one of the kids that broke into the place. Uh, it was an the older that, guy. No, the one that got eaten by the cupcake. Yeah, okay. Maybe, but I don't know. I, he could have been white. He was ambiguous. <laughs> Katie said, yeah, one of them. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> no, <laughs> he was racially ambiguous. How dare you? Okay, so I'm going to say no, Okay. but we can always change it uh, if we look at this it's again. Fine. It's fine. So, Minority Kill Count is 414, 
in a Tito Turtle, in a house, in a plane full of vampires. So, Katie, do you have anything else to say about Five Nights at Freddy's before we get out of here? Nope. It was really fucking good. You should watch it. A lot better than I thought it was going to be. Um, like, like I said, it's tough. It's tough out here making scary movies based off of franchises. And I was thinking that maybe they wouldn't keep the the trend going. And I thought this was going to be just a meh one. I really thought it was just going to be meh. And, you know, that'd have been it. I'd be like, well, never watching that again, you know. But it's weird. The not fans of this movie really didn't like it. Now, the fans' reviews of it were like, this is fucking great. So, I mean, this isn't the first time that actual, quotation mark, reviewers with opinions said a movie's ass and a half. But then everybody that watched it were like, this is fun. What are you talking about? Yeah. But like I said, that's the problem when you watch a movie for fun and review it. It's a lot different than, you know, when you're like, man, this is like the 20th movie. I've watched this week, and I gotta review it. I don't care. It was animatronics doing this. Is stupid, and that's it. And it makes me sad inside. But you know, that's the way the world works. I think some people just don't get it. I think it's more the fact that not every movie's for everybody. You know what I mean? I I couldn't see my mom watching this, but maybe she would. You know, I could see my sisters like, oh, my kids are talking about this this crazy movie, mom. She'd be like, okay, let's watch it. And, you know, I can see her watching. She'd probably fall asleep midway, you know, because it's, it's crazy. It's animatronics killing people, you know. But, it, I don't know, it made a lot of money, so what are you going to do? Okay, so with that, that is the end of this episode. If you have any other cool fun facts about animatronics, uh, biting people, stuffing dead bodies in the robots, Matthew Lillard getting stabbed, tasing robots, any of that weird shit, you can tweet Katie at Allentown Pod. We have an email it is. Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook app. Allentown Presents. So, this was episode 31 in the pocket in the books, out of sight. This is the end of the fifth annual Halloween Screamathon. So, we're going back just one a week, y'all. One, one week. And we're doing Guido's Choice next. So, that'll be really fun. He's told us the list. There's some fun ones in it. I'm actually really pumped. Because, like I said, there was one that Terrell really liked. And Guido picked it, and I was like, son of a bitch, you picked these? Yeah, we're gonna move it. I'm like, yeah. So, the music you listen to right now is Flippin' the Combined Effort, Flippin' the CE, anywhere you can find them. Studio Pizzas, thank you so much for the artwork. So, for Katie, for Bella, for Emma, Micah, Joey, Sam, Kevin, oh, I think that was everybody that was here this mm-hmm. year. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back next week with another scary movie. We're going to have Guido's Choice. He's going to pick some movies for us. So, and If they're weird, don't blame us. It's Guido's fault. Yeah, it's Guido's fault. He don't give a fuck. He likes the weird ones. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, they ain't like it. Good. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. No, this is fun. Okay, guys. Bye. Happy Halloween. Oh, yeah. Yeah, happy Halloween. Be safe out there. Wash your hands. And your ass. Yeah. Don't ever stop doing that. <laughs> it sounded so serious when I said that.